people all over the UK have been kind enough to give me access into their homes, kitchens and restaurants to share their food and their stories with me. Jeez, man like E, man. Cheers. I sorted us out a meal. Listen, welcome to This Food Banks, obviously. I'm with my boy E-Man. Uh, he's welcomed me into his new home and that. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, E-Man. Yeah. Honestly, uh, moved no, out the yeah. ends. It was upsetting to me, but it happens. Yeah. You know, it happens. It happens. It happens. Um, how's it going, man? How you doing, man? To be fair, not too bad. Um, obviously, obviously, we <laughs> we have a lockdown, and, but I've still been working. Yeah. Um, still been doing me. Still been... Um, Keeping up with friends and family, yeah. trying to stay positive, but yeah, not too bad, you know. Mm. Yeah, about yourself. I'm good, you know. Yeah. Not too bad. I'm starving. <laughs> um, Tell me about it. Listen, this is this is lovely, man. Seafood, it looks good. It's well presented. Cooked by a Nigerian man. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, mm. this is so good. So so good. I like the fact you didn't hold back on the cheese. You know what I mean? You're not meant to. You're not meant to at all. It's nice. It's, you get the crunchiness of the prawns. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the, the little bit, I know it's non-dairy, but you get a little bit of dairy and the sharpness yeah. from the cheese. Mm. And then obviously, the tomatoes, there's just the fruitiness. Yeah. Of it, you know what I mean? So it's got a, a blend of everything. The sharpness, mm. the sweetness. It's nice, man. Listen, can you tell us what went into this dish? Um. So... You've got prawns, mm-hmm. um, king prawns, you've got mm-hmm. some mussels, mm-hmm. um, you've got, um, I think it was baby tomatoes I went for, yeah. um, actually no, it was a different brand of tomatoes that I don't usually use, mm-hmm. um, and then you've got some aubergine, yeah. oh, no, sorry, courgettes, sorry, courgettes, courgettes. yeah, courgettes, and um, it's just topped up with a bit of um, parmesan cheese, mm. a bit of butter mm. uh, in the sauce, mm. um, and you've got... Um, it was um, was parsley I bought. Yeah, it was parsley. Parsley Par- to parsley coriander. Sorry, it was coriander as a as a um as a garnish I at like the top. It. Jeez, man, like <laughs> man in there. Listen, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love this. But my question is, what's a Nigerian brother <laughs> doing cooking an Italian? Um, <laughs> Z, should I say? What? So um, what it was is um, my past Why? my past partner, um, she was Italian. Mm. Um, I was begging her for her to cook for me one day. Yeah, it took me almost like I think about seven months to get her to cook for me. Yeah, because obviously as you can see, I'm the one that like, usually likes cooking. Mm. Um, and she made me um, yeah, she made me this dish. Um, I was there when she was making making it. Mm. Sort of helped her as well. Mm. Um. Quite liked it. It's quite simple. So I thought, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the next time we had it, I'm the one that made it. Jeez. Um, so yeah, so really ski. It's just, it's just one of those things where sort of simple dish, and I really liked it. Because mm. when you said, yeah, I'll cook for you. Come over. I'm expecting a greasy soup, <laughs> obana, <laughs> none of that, fam. Pounded yam. Nah, none of that. I'll leave that for my mama. You leave that for your mum. Want to yeah, go back home? Touch. Yeah. Don't touch. There's no point cooking it if you don't cook like your mum. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't at all. You know the drill off in it. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. One thing I will say, my mum does the best drill off. Oh, oh, oh Jeff, my mum does the best drill off. Right. Best drill off. I'm telling you. Bro, don't be asked, bro. No, no, I'm telling you. I don't have Nigerians. I like them. No, I say it's my brother's birthday on um 
on Sunday, mm. my mom's gonna make some jollof. I'll leave some for you in it. So that yeah. say no more. Say no more. Listen, obviously the whole reason we do this show is so that we can get to know you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we showcase the food, the banging food we have on the yeah. show, all right? And then we get to know who you are yeah. as an individual. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I know who you are. You know, we we know you as E-Man. Yeah. Yeah? Short for Emmanuel. Yeah, short for Emmanuel. And people know you're smiling. Because yeah. this guy never stops <laughs> smiling, bro. You know, he could, have a, he could be having the worst day and never stop smiling. Mm-hmm. It's infectious. It's really infectious. No, thank you for that. Um, what I will say is, like, you know, you, 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 you've spoken to us about the food and everything else, but why did you move out the end? Why did you leave us? So what it was is, um, mm. um, I was living in Northwest, mm. um, living in Kensal Green, mm. NW10, NW10 Massive. Bang, bang. <laughs> and um, what it was is, um, I had been living there for three years, but mm. my landlord, who was my friend at the time, mm. not at the time, but he was my friend, mm. um, just had a baby, just got married. He wanted to come back, right. do the place up, right. move into it. So I had to find somewhere to live. Um, was searching for a place for a while. Mm. Saw a couple of places. I think this was the fifth place I saw mm. in about two weeks. Mm. Um, and yeah, just ticked all the boxes. I worked down in Farringdon, um, two stops on the train. Mm. It's half an hour back home, mm. um, back to White City, yeah. um, back to the end. So, so yeah, it's not. It's, um, it just happens to that. It's just being one of those places where mm. it's just convenient in regards to getting to everywhere. Swordish is around the corner. Central is not too far away as well. So. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just it's been really convenient. I've, I've been blessed that I've, I've got so, good flatmates. Okay, wicked, wicked. Um, so we're currently in Finsbury Park, yeah. 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 Um, what's what what what's the difference? Is there any similarities or differences with uh, living in North London than it was to Northwest London? Is there a vast um, difference? One difference that I've seen is um, it's the class of people. There's a lot. A lot of different types of people. Mm. Obviously, you get that as well in Northwest, yeah. but um, I think in North it's a lot more condensed. Yeah. Um, you can literally take two two streets and you see five different types of people. Um, and also there's just a lot more. Back in Northwest, there's obviously loads of Caribbean shops, African shops. Mm. You still get that here, but yeah, yeah. there's a lot more different types of shops as well. Yeah, um, like I've got, yeah, more diverse. Got an Italian restaurant around the corner. Yeah, sure. um, Indian, there's a Shranka, there's an Ethiopian, Caribbean, as I said to you before. Tell you what, this is a great date spot, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, you know? I know you don't like dating girls near your own place, but it's a great dating spot. I can't lie, there's everything here. <laughs> Everything you can't let everyone know. It needs to say special, isn't it? Oh, it needs to like Frank Lucas. Yeah. You know, what I mean, without the chinchilla. With the chinchilla. <laughs> without the chinchilla. <laughs> what, what what I will say is, yeah, you know what? Mm. Um, a lot is happening around London. Mm-hmm. You know, with the whole, it's a lot. There's there's, a, there's always a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that? With London is losing its character because you work in the housing association. Right? Yeah, yeah. Do you like? I feel like the gentrification of what's going on is forcing the real Londoners out of London. Yeah, and it's starting to lose its character. What would you say to that? So, I understand why people feel that like they've had to move out and that a lot of things are coming into the area and changing the whole area. Mm. But with me, from like just from what I've seen from the different types of people I meet. Mm. Even from like coming from a state school, growing mm. up in a council estate, what I see is that a lot of people are not educated on how to sort of gain a property. Mm. Um, 
how to buy one or how to save or a lot of people don't know what a mortgage is um, a lot of people don't understand the deposit um, as well in regards to how a deposit works right. um, but yeah what I've found is that um, it's like the school system just don't get educated mm. um, I've got a good friend who's a teacher and I think he teaches in a well-off school um, in a primary school what does he teach oh, just, uh, primary, just primary, primary school teacher yeah and um, he was telling me that um, the after school curriculum right. activities they're teaching kids from an early age about stamp duty about stuff about property right. and this is extra curriculum Right. <laughs> extra curriculum where you're meant to be having fun so it's worrying that it's not embedded in the curriculum yeah that's day. what it is yeah because um, frustrating yeah because I, I definitely believe that like properties are unattainable right a lot of people think that it's hard to get a property or save up for a property for real but um, working for a housing association mm. there's government schemes where people can at least get in a property ladder mm. even if you don't own it outright at least mm. you can get on the property ladder mm-hmm. um, but not a lot of people know about these types of schemes and how you can do it and how it works yeah. and I think it's just about the education and um, teaching people and yeah, sort of just getting the information out to people. Yeah. Um, and just making them know it's not really hard to attain a property. Yeah. So, so you, you feel like it's not it's it's not the education's fault. It's not the education system. Is is it the government's fault for these gentrified areas? Because bro, I can't get on the property ladder, and it's frustrating. So. And okay, so everyone has all, a role to play. I believe okay. everyone has a role to play. Right. 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 Um. Obviously, the government have to maybe put in the curriculum that people can buy properties or how to buy properties because mm. at the end of the day, it's going to benefit the government because everyone pays stamp duty. Mm. Um, and obviously, apparently, there's a housing crisis where there's loads of people that don't have homes, mm. but yet there's still loads of needles going up. Mm. Um, so that's how you can potentially put blame on the government. Um, the other pathways is... I'm not saying that we're to blame, but we don't go out to try and educate ourselves. We feel that we can't do it so and we, I think yeah, that's, we, we, we limit ourselves, yeah. ourselves yeah and I, I'm a strong believer in like what you say happens or what what, what yeah the things you say self-affirmation yeah because yeah, yeah. I do believe that you should never say try mm. I can't do something because mm-hmm. when you say try it means you're setting yourself up to fail because you know already you can't fail so I believe that that's where we come into it where we can self-educate ourselves there's the internet nowadays we can search things we can easily get research mm. it's not hard to sort of just search how to buy a home and get an answer within what 15 minutes so that's where we can sort of just to prove ourselves mm. but a lot of the times what it is is the mindset's already wrong mm. um but e-man is hard though bruv it, listen uh, well, let's talk f- yeah. figures mm-hmm. we, i'm all about numbers right yeah you, you know what you tell us what you do because you try and get people on the property ladder yeah so um previously i was an estate agent mm. um I've been in the industry or property industry for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, was an estate agent for four, mm-hmm. um, and I've been working for a housing association for one. Right. So I've seen sort of both sides of the coin. Right. Um, I've worked in the affluent area, worked in Chiswick, sold million pound houses. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm sort of helping people get onto the ladder. Right. Um, so what I do for the housing association now is we sell shared ownership units right. um, where people can buy between twenty five to seventy five percent shares, and then in the future they can um, staircase. So. Um, get the rest of the percentage to own it 100%. Well, how, how can they get the rest of the percentage though? There's, there's, there's a catch-22. No, there's no catch-22. So, you don't, your, doesn't so, your annual salary have to increase if you want to purchase more? No, not necessarily. You just So when you want to purchase more, they just reassess you to see that you can actually afford to pay buy the shares. And what's your assessment based on? Um, your income? Your income, your outgoings, um, if you've got any credit, um, bad pool credit, um, if you've got any CCJs, just loads of different things like that. Um, but the, the the catch with the actual scheme right. is that um, you obviously still pay rent on the percentage that you don't own to right. the house and association. 
So it is good that it's there to help you get the ladder, but then you're still paying the mortgage and you're still paying rent. And obviously you still got bills as well. So that's why you, then you need to make sure that you're financially stable to, to get property. So how, how many people would you say has been, have been successful in going on the shared uh, ownership and then ending up to own the property? So have you, have you if I'm honest, I haven't spoken to too many people because I need to deal with the front end of just getting them to sell it. Mm. Um, my company's or yeah, my company's so big. We're actually half charity, half business. Right. And we're so big that we have so many different departments mm. that as soon as I sell it to them, um, they get moved on to the aftercare team. And then we have a resale team that resells, that if they want to sell their share of the property, then the resale team will sell it. Mm. Um, obviously, we've got house and managers. We've got loads of different people within the actual company mm. as well. We're actually one of the largest in the, um, no, we're one of the oldest, we're the oldest, not one of, we are the oldest mm. housing association right. in the country, but. Um, not too many people know that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. You know what? The property ladder in London has become ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Getting on board on the property ladder has become just, it's, it's just ridiculous, man. It's, mm-hmm. One is expensive. There's too many schemes. Um, and there's always a catch-22, mm-hmm. you know? And and it's, it's a shame. You know, look, look how many, look, just even renting. Mm. In London, it's, it's becoming very expensive. Mm-hmm. So me personally, I feel like London is losing its character. Mm-hmm. You know, that a lot more of the rich people are starting to flood into London. Yeah. And yeah, man, it's just, it's not happening. It's yeah. not happening. It's just, London is starting to lose it. And gentrification yeah. is starting to worry me because it's taking place everywhere I go. Yeah, it's true. There's new buildings. It's true. You know what I mean? And you deal with new builds. Yeah. Um, it's, it's sad, man. It's actually it's it's really sad. But um. Are you close to earn, to moving and owning your own place? How um, close are you? So I'm renting at the moment, but um, I don't really want to put myself in the position to buy a property at the moment. Why? The reason being is because um, obviously I'm, I'm working in the industry, but I, I have different aspirations to do other stuff as well. Right. Um, and it's not that it's not good to have a property, mm. but I just don't want to have the final financial constraints of owning the property. I have to have a mortgage and not being able to maneuver and do other stuff as well. It's obviously still possible. It's pressure. It's pressure, but it's the extra pressure. You're locked in. You're locked in, yeah. And I, I like to be free. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to be able to do what I want to do and not have someone like give me the pressure of you have to do this or right. being forced to, to do a certain right, right, right. certain thing. Okay, let's get back to food. Yeah. Because right? this was mine. I've, I've, I've deaded off my plate already. <laughs> I got boxed off. There's some more you want to You don't need to tell me if there's second rounds here and there. <laughs> I'm going to help myself, my friend. <laughs> what I'll say is this, yeah. Where did you... You know what? This is banging. Honestly, so banging. You know what? I can't taste a hint of Nigeria. <laughs> I was expecting spice. I was expecting rum. Smoke, smoke um, paprika's there. Okay, smoke paprika. But you, you, you were very... Uh, you know, you were holding back with the smoke paprika. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um... Where did you? Where did your love for cooking come from? Where did you learn how to cook? Um. So yeah, just growing up when I was younger. Mm. Um. Obviously, my mom's Nigerian, mm. and like I said to you, she cooks the best jollof. Um. So she used to cook for like no, no. So she used to cook for people's um parties. For real. Um. Cook for church. She went to church in Notting Hill Gate, mm. uh, Kensington Temple. Mm. Um. But yeah, she used to cook for everyone. So she was always cooking practically every weekend. Mm. Um. Eating Nigerian food, just watching her make it. She'll be in the kitchen for like hours making it. Um, so yeah, from from just young, um, just always watching my mum. Obviously, I'm into football as well, but just always watching my mum when she's in the kitchen. Um, even 
as a teenager, my sister, um, I have an older sister, she just used to cook all the time. Um, always making this, always making that. Um, and I'll just be next to her, watching her. And I think with me, I, um, I'm i a bit regimental and I like following the structure. And with food and cooking, that's what you sort of have. So um, I think that's why yeah, I really do... I really do like um, yeah, I really do like cooking. Right, 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 right. So Australia. Yeah. Um, I know you got we got loads of stories about Australia. <laughs> this guy, man, this guy. It's all when good you stories. get something in Australia, them white girls are lovely. Oh, good story. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a, I'm a. I was just, I was just in Australia looking after my nephew. I don't know what you're talking what about. You I don't know. I was just nanny, nanny extra curricular. <laughs> nanny smiley. Listen, Australia, man. How, how was that? Because you went to live out there for a little bit. Yeah, so I was there for... Um, so first, the reason why I went there, um, my sister lives out there. She's been living there since about 2008, I believe. Um, um, she just had uh, my nephew. Um, she, I went there with my other sisters. So I've got two older sisters. Um, I went there with my older sister just for a holiday, just to visit. Obviously, just had a nephew. Or, yeah, my, just, I've just got a newborn nephew. Visited, really liked it, enjoyed it. Was there for about three weeks, I believe. Yeah. Um, came back, came back to my normal job, already graduated, just come back, um, working in goals. Um, and funny enough, <laughs> um, one night, um, was doing the late shift and obviously goals hire out their hall and their bar for functions. And for some reason, I just got annoyed with the whole night. Yeah. Um, and I really had sort of considered to go out there and live. Mm. And I just, um, I bought my visa already. Right. But literally I had one bad night of work and I was yeah. like, do you know what? I'm going back home. Um, no, I'm not even going back home. I'm just going to go to Australia. So really? literally, I went home, booked a flight for a month's time to go to Australia. The next day, I was meant to work. Went into work, quit my job. Told them I'm leaving. This is my last, no, my last day. I'm, I'm not working anymore. And, just left. <laughs> and I just left. And a month later, I was in Australia. That is mad. Mm-hmm. That is nuts. That is nuts. Like, what? Like, what would you, you know what? That's a bold move because... You know, I've been looking to go abroad and just go work abroad and mm-hmm. I keep saying I'm going to go, I keep saying I'm going to go. The time will come, the time will come. What would you say to anyone that is like looking to go abroad and looking to get new experience? And how did it help you <clears throat> going abroad? So firstly, I've got a motto, um, D-I-R-N. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do it right now. So yeah. anything you want to do, just do it. Yeah. Um, the, thought, the fact you thought about it means that you want to do it, so just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just living abroad. Um, you learn so much about yourself. Um, you're gonna put. You're gonna be put in um, tough times, tough situations. You're gonna have to um, depend on yourself, your wits, your intelligence. Um, obviously, there's no safety net. Um, or lucky enough, I did have a safety net, but um, I was only with my sister and my brother-in-law for four to five months, and then I went to go live with um, my brother-in-law's good friend, who right, was right, a right, right. Um, he had a construction company in a different, literally different. Um, it was still in the same state, but different like place so i had to take a flight for i think one hour two hours to stay somewhere else right um and there that's where i think i learned the most about myself because i was paying rent i was a lodger but i was paying rent yeah, yeah. um can rent um had an arrangement with um the family or the um husband and wife that i was living with that um they will cook twice a week i'll cook twice a week and the rest of the weeks we'll just do leftovers and just sort ourselves out um so that's how again how more cooking yeah, um, and I was cooking more a bit more different things, but because so, um, you were living on your own, you kind of kind of yeah, kind of living on my own, living with someone that I've never didn't really meet them until I literally got there. Mm. Um, lucky it was it was a great experience in terms of like they were similar people, good people as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just you learn a lot about yourself. You learn how you can just meet new people, talk to people, 
um, how you can come out your shell. And I think the fact that I was somewhere else, not close to home at all, um, that helped a lot as yeah, well, yeah. I think. And I think because I'm a, um, I'm a warm person, even though, I'm, as you can see, I'm quite big and quite muscly, um, I'm still quite friendly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I think what it is is because um, I've got like such a warming face and I smile a lot as yeah, you said yeah, before yeah. Um, and obviously you know me as well like I'm, I'm a good person yeah. um, I think it's just yeah that just helped me and just yeah helped me sort of enjoy the experience as well yeah 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 it must have been a bit of a culture shock though because I've been to Australia mm-hmm. you know not many not many of us goons are there you know what I mean mm-hmm. not, many, not many of us bandits you know the black brothers that's what I mean Mm. Not many of us are out there. Um, mm. So it must have been a culture shock. How did you adapt? And was there anything that was there to that catered to you? So, like being Nigerian, being from London, were you looking for that? So I'll tell you this. Um, I think I've never told you about like my history and like what I've done. Yeah. But um, it wasn't too much of a culture shock. Mm. So it's still a culture shock, obviously, because Australia, the different cultures. Mm. But in regards to me being black and being like around a predominantly white country. Yeah. Um, it wasn't too different because I went to uni, or I went to college in Kingston and I'm a summer baby. So it was literally just my birthday on right. Thursday. Obviously, um, last week Thursday, you came and visit me on the weekend. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, literally, um, um, I went to college in Kingston right. as a 16-year-old, mm. traveling an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half back because um, I'd done the football academy in Kingston. Mm. Um, and obviously, if people know Kingston and Surrey, it's another sort of predominantly white area as well. Um, so I really had the experience of just being around a lot of white people. There was obviously black people there. Um, funny enough, one of my boys from West came football as well with me. Um, but I sort of had a slight experience of being around a predominantly different race right, culture right. Um, and learning like the whole football culture as well, which is quite similar to the Australian cultural drinking, gambling, friendly. Um, but yeah, Australia itself... Um, I was blessed that I had my sister and my brother-in-law there. So the um, the five months that I was with them, um, I got into playing poker, um, playing poker twice or three times a week, one day with my brother-in-law. Um, from when I was there on holiday, I did actually meet someone that was from England. Um, he was from Yorkshire. Um, and I've made good friends with him. Um, so then when I went back, obviously he was there already. So sort of just had people that I can hang around with. Um, I think the toughest thing for me was that obviously I went there to live, not to a holiday, but I went there to live. So it was just hard to find work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think being a young black man with an English surname, them not knowing I'm English at all, mm-hmm. they obviously meet me. But having a CV, mm-hmm. being on the work and holiday visa where you can only work one job for six months, mm-hmm. I think that's what was tough for me. Um, in regards to the actual social side of things, in regards to like race and everything, I didn't feel it too much. Because different cultures, obviously, I'm into hip hop, British music. Mm. They're into hip. They they actually have a hip hop culture there. <laughs> they actually have a hip hop culture over there. I actually saw um I actually saw a couple of uh, Australian hip hop artists. Yeah, I got three tickets when I was living with my um, brother in law's um, friend, because um, his wife is a journalist, so she gets free tickets to stuff. Um, so yeah, I got um free tickets to actually um watch a hip hop artist, and they're actually quite decent. Yeah, yeah they're actually quite yeah, yeah. decent. Um. So you were you were never a victim of racism out there. You didn't um, see. You don't feel. So with me, I don't feel I don't feel this racism towards me anyway. It wasn't racism because basically, I feel it was more. I call it. Oh, what did I always call it? Um, I call it. I forgot what I always call it. Um, 
did I call it ignorance? Something ignorance. Basically, it's not racism because they all calling me Dizzy Rascal. Oh. And Dizzy Rascal is the only black British person they know. No. So it's more like a, a cultural ignorance. That's what yes. I call it. Cultural ignorance. Yeah. Where they, they, it's like America. Australia is so big that most of the majority of them don't leave the country. Yeah. So they don't need to look at other countries, see what the culture's like. They have their own culture. So from what they get a bits and pieces of the culture is what they attain it to any sort of black person from Britain they meet. Um, so yeah, me personally, I never, I had Australian friends. Um, I'd done construction work, as I said to you before. So um, I was part of this sort of like the, the crew. Um, and like I said to you, I was blessed that like everyone around me was actually nice to me. Nice to you. Um, yeah. It was so like the best experience I had was um, when I was living with um, the other family. Right. Um, the next door neighbours let me drive their car whenever I needed the car. Right. Um, we I was there for Australia Day, so we done a street party. Mm. Um, everyone came out, played street cricket. Mm. Um, neighbours had a pool table going around them playing pool. Mm. Um, yeah, so like I was literally I don't I don't know if it's like because I'm a nice person or like because obviously I believe in law of attraction. You get what you really yeah. show and like what you put out there. Yeah. But like literally, I never had one bad experience when I was out there. Mm. Um, everyone was super friendly to me. People like were approachable, talked to me. Um, if I talked to someone, they they would always talk back to me. Mm. Um, so yeah, for 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 me, the whole experience was was a good experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you pick up any cooking tips, like food wise, like because um, I, I always feel like in Australia, because when I went out there, I had mm, a great time. You yeah. know, they they're very they're very welcoming, mm-hmm. multicultural. When I went to Melbourne, you know, mm. I went to Ligon Street, and it was like a street that was dedicated to the Greek Street, Chinatown, they get dedicated to Chinatown, Spanish Street, all of those things. Did you? And I felt like it was very accommodating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Did you pick up any cooking tips? Did you? Was there a, a particular Australian dish that you picked up from Australia. I don't think there's a dish that I picked up. I think just Not the way chicken parmesan. No, no. Oh, it was a, yeah. <laughs> they they, have love, one of they, they love, love it. They, they love oh. it. They love it in the sports bars and everything. Mm. Um, I, I was a, I was a victim of having a few of those. Mm. Um, if anyone wants to know what it is, it's just basically um, um, breaded chicken yeah. with bacon inside it, yeah. coated in um, yeah, tomato sauce, tomato sauce and, cheese. and cheese and everything. Yeah. Mm. It's actually quite nice. People to try it. But, nice, um, nice, nice. But they love that. Yeah, but I don't think I picked up anything. The only thing I did pick up, I'll say, is maybe... So before, I was always like a well done for a steak. Mm-hmm. And I think over Australia, I maybe just became like a medium, medium well, yeah, like yeah, just yeah, a medium, yeah. um, which is actually quite nice for anyone that's going to try and cuss me out about yeah, <laughs> a medium piece of steak. Um, but yeah, but steak, a medium steak, I think that's one thing I'll say I picked up, like just, oh, just oh. like meat and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But one thing I did make, I think the best dish I make because I, I told you obviously that I used to cook twice a week mm. and that's the arrangement the best piece of food I think I made was um, I made slow cooked was it close to slow cooked pork shoulder slow cooked pork shoulder slow cooked pork shoulder yeah. yeah I think that's what I made I think I think um, but um, yeah I think that's the only thing that um, the only thing that I would say that um, I picked up when I was there that's mad still. Mm-hmm. Man like E-Man. E-Man, <laughs> E-Man, E-Man. Nah, bruv, this is nice, man. Bruv, right, I feel man. like I'm in a, in, in, in a Godfather scene. The <laughs> wine, the, the Italian dish. You feel me, cuz? feel like I'm in Naples. <laughs> nah, it's mad though, man. You know what? Australia was nice. Australia was big. Um, mm-hmm. I had a great time in Australia when I went out there. What would you say to anyone like especially with black people. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we tend to hold ourselves back a lot when it comes to traveling. 
because we we are always I read somewhere on Twitter, you know, being black is when you have to do research about what countries to go to mm-hmm. and what countries not to go to because of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to anyone that is questioning whether they should travel? So with the thing, the first thing I'll say is, obviously, you want to be wary of if the country's the country's response to like people of color or different race or different. Would you let race stop you from traveling? Mm, yes and no. Why? So. What do you mean? So I say yes and no because obviously I don't focus on my race too much because like for me obviously I'm black my skin color is black but I'm Emmanuel first and foremost I'm Emmanuel yeah. I'm not a black man I'm yeah, Emmanuel man. then I'm a black man yeah. so for me it's like um I know what I can bring to the table I know that I'm a warm person I know I can talk to anyone I know I'm gonna try and learn different cultures whenever I go to somewhere new so for me I never think about race but if something happens to me then obviously I'll clock it might be racist um for example I went to Sweden. Um, back in October um, and me and my boys couldn't get into any clubs Yeah, yeah. but apparently it's because they tend to not like foreigners or they can tell when someone's foreign and if you're not with someone Swedish it's a yeah, bit sticky to get in yeah so that was like straight away I clocked it that, like, that make you feel though? I just didn't want to go out I just didn't want to keep on trying to go to a place I just wanted to go somewhere else and then see if I can get in but just try and be a bit more warm in make sure that like you're presentable and like they, they've got no no excuses to say no to you yeah, yeah. so then if they do say no to you you right. know categorically that right. it's because right. you're someone different right. um but um but yeah just like going to a different country um best reviews of advice i say is just just go um if you think about anything negative then negative things are going to happen yeah, yeah, yeah. um i'm but not saying that it's not possible yeah, look, listen, I mean, it's like when my, my cousin went to Italy mm-hmm. and they were crossing the road and they took they were taking their time crossing the road mm. and whatnot. And someone drove past and said, you fucking nigga. And she said that ruined their holiday. Mm-hmm. Like mentally, it kind of, you, you start to think like, why? Why mm-hmm. Why did he, he could have used any word, but why the N word? You know what I'm saying? And I want to ask you how, how, because you're genuinely a, 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 a warming, sociable, smiling. It's a warm welcome every time I see you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's a testament to Thank you, you as a person. How did that make you feel though? Like really and truly, did did, did that sort of make you feel like, bro, I don't even want to be here. No so I want to go back home. So if I'm honest with you, any sort of, um, any sort of bad experiences that I haven't, that I've had in life, I don't really tend to remember it. Like it literally gets washed away from my mind. Unless I actually talking about something and then it might jump back. Mm. Um, so for me, I just feel like obviously bad stuff happens, but it's how you choose to deal with it mm. as a person. Mm. Um, so I'm the type of person that believes that whenever something bad happens to you, you do have to appreciate that emotion, that feeling that you have that makes you feel bad mm. because you have to feel that bad, mm. but then you can't dwell in it too long. You can't let it stay there for too long because you're in control yourself. You can't control other people, but you can control yourself. You you know what you need to do to have a good time. You know what you need to do to make yourself feel better. So for me, it's a situation where like, if something gets to happen, cool. Let it sort of, let that initial feeling take over you, but try and get over it as soon as you can. No, try and get over it as soon as you can. Get over it as soon as you can. Well said, well said. I mean, look, I, I never try to let racism get to me. I always said like, when it comes to traveling, I'm going everywhere. I don't care. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. what it is is that if we hold ourselves back and we're traveling, mm-hmm. um, what can happen, what tends to happen is that 
people are not educated. Mm-hmm. So if they don't see enough black people, all they're gonna see is white people. Yeah. So when they actually do see us, they're like, bro, like they they actually exist. Like mm-hmm. I always say to you know, especially us blacks, travel, go abroad, live your life. If you experience it, you experience it. It's education. Yeah. Uneducated. At the end of the day, you need to go and see it for yourself. Yeah. Man. See, look, the world was built for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because we're from Nigeria doesn't mean you're staying there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're here right now. You know what I'm saying? And we're, we're, we're made to move. We're meant to move. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think we, we, we need to travel more. And that's that's one thing I always said to myself. I'm going to travel more and see yeah. more things uh, in the world. So now, but what does it mean to be African? Nigerian? So I can answer that being... African heritage in London. I can say I can answer that question because I think it's hard for me to say me being an African because I don't think by some I'll be accepted as an African. If I was to go back to Africa, I'm not sure I'd be accepted as an African, like a full African. Mm. Personally, I don't speak Yoruba. I understand oh. pieces and pieces, but I don't. I don't speak Yoruba at all. Mm. Um, another thing is I've never been back to Nigeria. Um, I won't say back to Nigeria. I've never been to Nigeria. Never. Being being African heritage in London, mm. it's um. I think I can speak about it a lot from being a kid. So, for instance, the food. The first food, food is different. Um, second, religion. How is the food different? Food different is because, like, the types of food we eat. We eat, like, unusual parts of meat that... The tripe. The, the, yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Like, sheepskin. Sheepskin, yeah. Cow yeah, nose, yeah. cow foot. <laughs> cow foot, yeah. yeah, yeah cow yeah. tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. can go on and on. All bang. Oh bang, oh bang. bang, try yeah, it, yeah, try yeah, it. Yeah, if my mum had a restaurant, like it will, it will bang in it. Don't but knock it until you nah, try it. don't knock it and try it. But it's it's just one of those things where like, yeah, I'll just say yeah. So, firstly, I forgot what I said. Firstly, but secondly, food obviously. Or firstly, food. Yeah. Um. Secondly, like religion and culture. Yeah. I always say to people that I am. Um, it depends. So I, I have a joke. I say, oh, firstly, I'm a manual, innit? That's yeah. that's me first. Or I'll just say I'm a human being and I'm from the whole earth, innit? It doesn't matter. Right, all humans in it, all from somewhere. Right. Um. So it's it's not that I don't identify with anything, but it's just that I identify with me being me, mm. and like different things have made me, different cultures, different experiences, different things have made who me who I am. Mm. Um. And I think that's that's the one thing that people don't realize. People like to like you have to have a title. Been watching sports or like athletics or something. Mm. My dad's like, oh, like what what did they always say about the person? Mm. They always say the person the person's last name. They say da da da, or they, the last thing they say is the where the person's from, mm. the country. So like that's one thing that my dad always says. It like it's like we've been drilled into like associate ourselves with a title of where we're from, mm. even though like different things have made us. Mm. Let's talk about food. Yeah, let's talk about food because you've you've opted to go seafood. Why yeah. not beef? Um, so I am for about what are we now in seven months. So for. Pretty much nine months now. Is it nine nine months? months, yeah. Nine months I've been red meat free. Jeez, yeah. Down. yeah. No meat. No red meat at all. Um, I eat chicken, I eat fish. Mm. Um, but yeah, no red meat at all. Why? Um, so I've got a friend that used to um, that by choice she's um for health choice she's chosen not to eat red meat. Mm. Uh, he told me about it. Um, and obviously I always speak to him and I ask him how it's going. Mm. Um, and I can see the physical change and obviously what he tells me. Um, just made me sort of pique my interest and think, be like, oh, so should I maybe consider it? Yeah, yeah. So I thought I'd just try it for one month. Just right. yeah, why not try? Yeah, see, yeah. no, try it. Just see what what will happen for one month. Um, and what I found is that my health was a lot better. Um, wasn't going to the toilet as much. Um, if I did go to the toilet, it was was hard. Um, and I just found that overall, I just felt a lot better. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. obviously as well, I've always heard that like we shouldn't be eating red meat. For real. Or not too much of it. Um, and then obviously once I try, um, I've done it for one month after the first month it worked well um, and I kind of thought well might as well just keep it going um, excuse me and um, yeah so literally been meat free since and you feel good yeah feel good um, it's really good um, always got energy even if like I've gone on a night out and I've come back and only have three hours sleep I always feel as long as I eat and stay hydrated I, I, like, I could still sort of be normal have my normal day that's interesting that because you know we we as a we as a black community we are susceptible to a lot of things like yeah. diabetes, mm-hmm. uh, hypertension, high yeah. blood pressure, and all of that. Um, how important is it to take care of your nutrition, your diet? It is. Do you know what? It's, it's it's very important. People think it's very hard um, because they will say, "Oh, this is cheap, that is cheap," but when you really think about it. You you don't have a second thought going back to the bar to get a second or third or fourth or fifth for drink. Real, you for don't. Real. <laughs> and how much does one drink cost? Yeah, one drink yeah, costs yeah, you ten pounds. Yeah, yeah, ten pounds can be at least two meals. Mm-hmm. Ten pounds can be mm-hmm. two meals. Mm-hmm. It's so with me, it's just all in your mind, and it's um, it's something that people can easily do, and it's just about sort of paying attention, doing it because in the longer run, you're gonna feel better, you're gonna look better, you're gonna you're gonna be able to have a better mind, be able to think better, right. be more positive. Right. It's just gonna. It's just everything's just, just gonna contribute to everything. It's just gonna make you uh, sort of a, a better person. For real, you know what? I've I'm, I'm, I've decided to cut out uh, mm. meat as well. Beef. Mm. My stomach can't digest it. Does it? I love it. Yeah. But I can't digest it. It's mm. like the day after, I feel so rubbish. Yeah. You know what I mean? I went when I went out for an Indian last night. I had lamb chops. Mm. It was nice though. I can't lie. <laughs> no, no, red it, meat is nice. Red meat is nice. Red meat is bro, nice. Bro, I was paying the price the next day. Mm. You know what I'm saying and. Yeah, I, I need to. I need to take. That's something I've got to yeah. definitely take on board. Is your health mm. for sure? Your health for sure. Um, shouldn't really been drinking this wine. I shouldn't be drinking this wine. <laughs> I shouldn't be drinking this wine. But I wanted to do Gucci. Nah, I had to. When Mister Eli went book of Eli said, eh? <laughs> <laughs> "Book of Eli." Wanted to do Godfather. You know what I'm saying? Um, me and E man, we normally get together. We yeah. I beat my chest. <laughs> we, play chess, we get together. We go to uh, like a pizza restaurant or a pizza place, and we, we play chess, man. Yeah, and, you know, I make you cry sometimes. Isn't it? Um, I'll be honest, you, you did beat me the last time, but um, the last time we played, I hadn't played for like two years or year. <laughs> Don't use excuses. I'm, I'm not using. It. I'm telling the truth. I'm, I'm telling the truth. Team, I'm telling the truth. You beat me. You beat me the last time, but um, I, I think the score's like um, six six one. <laughs> well, six one to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's his show. It's your show. I can't. It's just it's Eli's show. I can't say. Um, no dessert, E man. Uh, I don't. I don't do dairy. No, 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 you don't do dairy. I don't do dairy. So you don't do dairy either. No, I don't do dairy at all. Oh, so obviously I have cheese. I have dairy occasionally, like cheese maybe, but I don't have cheese all the time. I don't do milk. Um, I could have got you um a nice bit of ice cream. Um, there was actually a nice ice cream. Yeah. No, no, there's the ice cream that's um. It's plant, it's plant, plant based, plant based ice cream. It's quite nice. It's called raw. Right. Catch them raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. man, so what we say, man? Are you single? Uh, is it? Is it? Is it? Because I, I can tell the ladies are gonna see this and they're gonna be like, "Yo, my." <laughs> so um, obviously um, I don't know when this is gonna be airing. Um, can I say what month it is? What you, month we're in? What month it is? It's what. We're, we're, we're in July. Um, it was literally, July. it was literally just my birthday the other day. Bigger. Um, thank you. Um, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. So as as of July twenty twenty, 
I'm currently single. Mm. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I'm just currently single. Um, but realistically, I'm just like trying to focus on me. Um, yeah, just trying to sort of. I'm 29 at the moment, going into 30s. Um, not that 30s is the big thing, but I'm just at the stage of my life where I'm trying to set stuff up for myself. Um, I've been working in the private industry for five years, so I've learned about sort of adult life, the way to manoeuvre, how the government manoeuvre, how everything manoeuvres. So um, I think I just got to the point in my life where like I'm looking to sort of like build for myself. Um, not saying that I don't want a partner, but um, if I do have a partner, I want it to be something that I'm going to build with, that I can do me, they can do themselves. Um, and we can just sort of grow together and just have a, a happy and fruitful life. Yeah, nah, that's fair enough. Because when you get to 30, it's a scary age, isn't it? You realise that shit's... Can't see it's scary. Life is life. You could, it's like, life, but it's, so like, you, you know, it's no, just like, real. Touch wood, yeah. My, <laughs> I hope it doesn't. But we, could, just, we could just die today or tomorrow. Nah, forget about death. No, nah, that's not, no, but you have to accept death. Everyone, everyone has nah, to accept death. You have to, you have to accept death. When you accept death, you can do anything you want. Mm. You can do anything you want because you can literally pass away at any moment. For real. So like, like, you get scared out of the fact that I, I'm nah, about to turn 30. No. Nah, my responsibilities have to be different. No. Nah. But you're talking about you having a girlfriend, though. You, 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 because, you, like, so I'm the type of person, I'm gonna, I like to show affection. I have a big family. I've got, um, in the family, six of us. I've got two sisters, one brother, my mum, my dad, and then my sister's got two, two sons as well. So, like, we're, we're quite a big family. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just used to, like, us just always joking around, showing affection. Um, I'm always talking to my boys every week, always linking my boys every week. Um, obviously, you're here cooking, I'm always cooking for people. So for me, I like giving affection. Um, and I just want someone that obviously is willing to accept that affection, but give it back to me and just just, just have a good, fruitful, like I said, a good balance and a, a good, healthy relationship. But um, at the same time, I realise like, like what life's about. Life's about enjoying yourself, having moments, um, but not dwindling on the moments, creating new moments, um, not... Appreciate when bad things happen, but bouncing back from them and just like taking life as it is and just, just yeah, enjoying yourself because, like I said, any moment anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. That's so the, that's the thing. That's the reality. Is that it's the reality. It's, it's the reality because um, it's inevitable. Isn't it? it is because one thing that me and my boy say mm. is um, that's why we have to do it right now because anything can happen. Mm. But at the same time as well, I could just I could be walking down the street and that's it. And that's yeah. it. So we, so we, what we do is we look back at our lives, or not even look back at our lives, but we just live our lives like, just enjoy yourself. Like I've done so much in like the twenty nine years that I've been alive that like, such were developments to happen to me. Like I've, I've, I've like I've affected people. I've made people happy. I've got good friends. People like, hopefully it doesn't happen. But like I know that I will have people that will like really care and like you'll really touch them. Like if anything was to happen to me, um, so. That's just, yeah, that's just the way I just live life. That's just enjoy yourself. Create moments for yourself. For real, for real, for real. So where do you see yourself in the next five years? Um, next five years? Um, anything is possible. The, sky, the, the world is your limit. Um, if I'm honest, it's... Uh, I don't know. So what, what I really want, ideally, um, I want to have my hands in different, um, different pies, mm. just be doing different things. Mm. Um... I'm a bit creative. I like sort of watching stuff. I like editing things. So maybe something creative. I love yeah. sports. I've been yeah. playing sports. <laughs> Funny story, actually. Um, I'll tell you about the story. So um, I um, I had my boy around yesterday. 
and we were just talking about like our lives in football and like how we started playing football. So I started playing football at five. Mm. I joined a um, local football school at five. Mm. Um, my uncle found it to me, found it for me. Mm. I played my first five aside game at, oh sorry, first 11 aside game. It was either six or seven. I played my first 11 aside. And it wasn't people my age I was playing with. Mm. I was playing with people like a lot older than me, like maybe 20s. Um, so maybe I was about yeah me I was actually about seven when I played my first wow. eleven so down at Rubber down in White City yeah, yeah, and people yeah. know next to Lofty Rose <laughs> yeah um, so and then um, we played our first league game at like we were playing we were 10 year olds playing under 13s mm-hmm. um, so um, so yeah so like realistically speaking I just obviously I've always loved sports but I just want to I want to Basically, what I want to do, I just want to be able to have different sources of income, enjoy myself, being able to like go to different places, have traveled to different places, mm. potentially have a partner, maybe a couple of kids. Mm. If I don't, it's just not the end of the world. But I just want the next five years to be a situation where I know that I've put my best foot best foot forward in every situation where I've just done the best I can always do. Um. So yeah, that's what that's why I do see myself for five years. Big, yeah. big from E, man. <laughs> when this guy talks here, yeah, listen, hold on a second. I'm going for a second round. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Um, when this guy talks here, yeah, it's, 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 you're just fascinating, man. I, I like listening to you. And I'm not even guessing because the wine is hitting me still. <laughs> you want some water? I need some water. Nah, nah, nah. But for real, though, like, you know... It's always, it's always like a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Man. On the real, on the real. You know what I mean? Uh, we need to get you a girl, man. No, we don't need to get me a girl. Do, no, no, it's the girl needs to get me. I don't need to get, I don't need to get me a girl. The girl say, needs to get me. No that's no that's how it is. So like, I don't, I don't want to talk about girls and like my views and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll say yeah, that for yeah. another day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man. Let's cheers to, you know, the future. No, thank you. But one thing, reason why I can cook one thing that my dad said to me that I'm what never did your dad say? Yeah, why can you? How can you? So my dad said to me, yeah, mm. <laughs> make sure you learn how to cook. Do you know what? Do you want to do it in the accent? No, I'll do it. You guys Nigerian accent. So my dad always said to me. My daddy always used to tell me. <laughs> yeah. But now, he, so my dad actually said to me, yeah, he's like, son, make sure, make sure you learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't let any woman stab you. <laughs> any woman had so stab you. <laughs> That's what it's my dad true, said to man. me. It's no, true. You need to learn how to look. You need to, to, look. You to even if it's just like putting bread in a toaster and frying an egg. Boiling an egg. Well, you can eat still. I'm telling you, people don't have to boil an egg. It's mad. It's mad. So I'll tell you. I will tell you a story about girl now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, another ex that I had back in the day, mm. she surprised me by saying she didn't have to cook an omelet. Brother, I was uh, laughing for 10 minutes. No, I wasn't even laughing. I was in shock for 10 minutes. Swear. I was like, so what? You don't have to like crack an egg and like... Uh, she's like, no, no, no. I can't cook omelets. I was like, huh? She's like, no, nah, I can't cook omelets. That's insane. Omelet, bro. It's that's it. Done. Quick. Flip. You know what I mean? Done. Even if you cook it for two minutes and it's like half done, mm. you can still eat it. It's still, it's still like... You know what I mean? But... but you, any holidays booked? Um, so I'm going Australia at the end of the year. Jeez, Australia, yeah. Yeah, for Christmas. Um, my nephew's birthday is in January, so I was going to go for Christmas. Mm. Um, I have spent a New Year's out in Australia and I did enjoy it. Yeah. So I want to go for New Year's and maybe go a couple places. Mm. Um, I might go Mallorca with a few friends. 
might go down with my brother and sister. Um, and then I've got some, <laughs> got too many people that I know. <laughs> um, I've got um, work colleagues that want to go on holiday as well. I'm quite close with work colleagues because um, um, I don't want to bore you or make you sad, but they've a um, couple of colleagues that have some tragic stories over COVID. Oh, right, right, right. Um, like really, really tragic stories. Really? Yeah, really, really. Um, so yeah, we, we've got like, um, we've actually, yeah, it's actually linked to food. We actually got um, a group. It's just four of us, two boys, two girls. We're right. all friendly, like, we're like quite close off. I've only been there for a year, but we're quite close. And we do a come down with me situation. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we go, to, we go to each other's houses and we cook. Um, yeah. I haven't done it yet. I've actually been trying to pull it off. Not yeah. that I can't cook, but I, I just want to pull it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're going to... Um, so actually, my day is actually the end end of July. It's going to be my, my day when they're going to come around. I'm actually going to make this for them. You're going to make this I'm for gonna them? I'm going to make this so for them. So I was the guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> This guy was using me as the guinea pig so that you can practice. Yeah, I can practice. So ne- the next time it's going to be... Yeah, well, to be fair, like, there's a few things that I want to change. Um, like I said, like, I like the ingredients. Um, I think they'll just, like... I think next time I'll put slightly less parsley because it's quite sharp taste. Mm. Sorry, coriander. Um, I think I'll put a bit more... I like caution. the critiquing of yourself. I like... Yeah, but you have to. Because you, like, yeah, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. you can always improve. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, carry on, sir. <laughs> um, the courgettes, I think I'll put more courgettes just to make it a bit more greener, um, just to see a bit more green. Um, the mussels, I've had to cook it a bit longer just to yeah, kick out yeah, and yeah. wash it as well to yeah, make sure that there's no extra stones. Um, and obviously, there's no squid, so there's meant to be squid in this. There's meant to be squid in this. Tesco, yeah. Bump, And what I might do, I might add a little bit of spice just to give it that little bit of kick. Um, I usually use cayenne pepper, so I might just add some cayenne pepper in the season when I put the um, when I season the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so I might do it definitely next time. Bro, listen, say nothing, man. Yeah. Listen, you know what? This food banged in it. I was starving. Oh, <laughs> no, you're not too afraid. You finished your plate quickly. I don't Bro, think. I, I don't think. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're true. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Get it? <laughs> and I'm usually a quick eater. Bro, I don't chew my food. I need to chew. Bro, I banged that. So I was starving. There. You know what I mean? Um, I finished that in like the first five minutes. Yeah. Word of a lie. It was no. Honestly, the food banged, man. No, um, thank man, you, man. It's always a pleasure to thank speak you, man. to you. Um, so so it's so informative you know what i mean uh, we, we get together all the time as friends mm. and we chat and we, we, we have yeah. a laugh at all the time and um you've invited us back you said breakfast oh yes yeah, so i can do um so it's basically it's actually gonna be my starter but when i meet um when i do my come down with me you didn't get that treatment the main portion. <laughs> i see how it is you man oh so you'd rather wake up and have breakfast than have dinner say no 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 with, with some wine is that what you're saying nah, nah, so Eli wants to be my <laughs> wants to raise my wife my life <laughs> that's what he wants oh man yeah, real, man. Um, thank you very much Eli, no, that's man. Right, man. I can honestly say this food bangs um, you said you'd be kind enough to lend us your recipe yeah it's a simple recipe it's a simple recipe we're gonna yeah. bang it up on our website on our food blog and uh, you're definitely gonna like it it's, it's, it's big still it is very 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 nice it's easy to make it took what 20 minutes 20 minutes to make yeah calm things you know what i mean it's not yeah. long it's not long so Iman, cheers thank you chin chin you know what i mean now i'm gonna beat my chest i'm gonna <laughs> record bits and scenes for it uh, <laughs> you just uh listen to this food bangs and Iman's food banged no thank you thank you very much <laughs> how was that that's all right